Hello, Masters in the Making. I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind five days a week. I'm excited and honored to welcome our guest today, Laura Yates. Laura Yates is a coach, writer, and podcaster who specializes in helping people to bounce back. Laura's writing and work has been featured in the likes of Vice, Glamour, The Daily Mail, and Mashable, to name a few. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And very excited to do this with you. Awesome. As am I. You know, before we move on, is there anything you want to add to that intro? Uh, no, I think you summed it up very well there. So yes, I mean, you know, my thing is that I help people bounce back. I've worked with a lot of people through um, heartbreak, you know, going through a breakup, divorce, that kind of thing. But my work really extends out of that as well, helping people to bounce back. You know, if they've had something tough going on in their life, if they're experiencing stress and anxiety. Uh, so yeah, it's been so fulfilling. That's amazing, and that's such an impactful journey, an empowering journey at that, that I really hope we can dive into. But, you know, before we do that, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, like where is your energy going right now in the work that you do? So my energy right now, I'm really looking to ramp up my podcast um, because I find that that is a great way to reach such a huge number of people um, and really be able to offer those tools and techniques and insights that I wish I could do with more people one-on-one. So I'm really looking forward to building up my podcast more, um, more blog posts, more video content, and hopefully more online courses as well, just so as many people as possible can experience what I do. Absolutely. That's awesome. And you know, it's, it is so true. You reach such a great number of people via podcasts, via things like we're doing right now. Exactly. Um, and it's yeah. such a powerful, powerful medium. And yeah. so, you know, you mentioned working on one-on-one and when you work one-on-one with someone to bounce back, you know, where do you start with them? How does that process work? Gosh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of different for everybody. I mean, when I do work one-on-one with people, and that's the beauty of it, it's it's very, very bespoke. So there is never going to be a one-size-fits-all. But basically what I do is I take them from where they are. You know, we look at what they're going through, what their challenges are, and then we look at where they want to get to. And then we kind of, between us, craft a roadmap on how they can get there and we, you know, we continue that work throughout sessions. And of course there are always gonna be twists and turns and things can change along the way. What I find is you know, a lot of people once they start doing this work, quote unquote, but I don't like to think of it as work, but mm. when they start implementing the tools and techniques and things that I you know, can suggest to them, often their mindset completely changes about what they want in life. Um, what their passions are and it, it, the journey just kind of really goes on from there but it's it's very much um, yeah a bespoke thing for each individual that I work with and I love it because it means I get to work with people all over the world and meet so many different characters who have experienced many types of different things and yeah it's just I, I really love working individually with people. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and so when you're working with these people and you mentioned mindset and how powerful that kind of is towards shifting, I guess from disempowering to empowering states of being. And so, you know, is there a common theme you find with a lot of these people you work with? Yeah, I think a lot of people and I can totally understand this as well because 
I mean, I've, I can often so often relate to what they're going through. And I think when we are going through something, we really feel like the world is turning against us. We feel very isolated. We can feel very, very lonely. And it's really helping people to understand that they have so much power than what they realize. And that often, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of choosing to suffer or we're keeping ourselves in that state of suffering. And so it's really about helping people to to see outside of that and to see, to really empower them to know that they have so much more ability to, you know, pick themselves up and really start going for what they want and really start turning that corner, um, you know, and, and really questioning those and highlighting those self-sabotaging behaviors mm -hmm. that have kept them where they are. Because oftentimes we repeat the same patterns, you know, whether that be in, in relationships or in life or a career or business, whatever, we, we, we tend to repeat those patterns which can be quite destructive, but it's because they feel comfortable and it's because we think they're part of our identity. But, you know, when you can start to allow people to see that they can choose a new identity and that it means really picturing what that new identity is and what that will look like and then putting the things into place and really acting on that. Because we can dream all we like and we can visualize and do all of that stuff and meditate and everything, all of which is amazing, I love it. But you really have to then follow up with the actions to make that happen. Right. So that's really what I'm big on helping people to do and to really understand, help them understand that by retraining those neural pathways in the brain, they can create new habits and they can essentially create a whole different life for themselves. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. And, you know, Thank you. absolutely. And so people listening who might be struggling with that, you know, who, who are falling into those habits of the past, you know, I know I've been guilty of this myself, but like, what's one thing they can do to really help identify these these bad habits yeah i mean well i think we're all we've all been guilty of it i mean guilty is probably not the right word but it's mm. it's so easy to fall into and i think the main thing is actually being able to look back at your timeline and think okay you know say it is in relationships what seems to keep coming up again and again and again in relationships, even though the situation may play out slightly different and really highlight that and, and identify it and be bold enough to identify it because we can hide away from all of these things and we can get into quite a victim mentality. But when we actually own it and say, you know what, this is not working for me, like this leads to the same result, it leads to the same outcome every single time and doing what I've done then is not working. What can I do differently and how can I use this as a bit of an experiment? And I think making people aware that this doesn't have to be like an arduous and laborious and really hard work. It can be, we can treat it a bit like an experiment because that's what life should be. It should be about, you know, creating variety and trying new things and pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. And it will feel messy. It's not going to be all like rainbows and butterflies and everything, but it's it's actually the act of doing these things and seeing for ourselves that we can make those changes. So I definitely think, yeah, highlighting it and then thinking, what do I need to do differently? And then just going and doing it. Love it. And I love that last part too, is just especially taking that action like we spoke about earlier, yeah. just taking that action, experimenting, 
all great things. And so, Laura, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. You know, everyone starts somewhere on their journey. You know, where did you start? How did you get involved with this? And was there a moment where you realized you really wanted to pursue this field? Well, I would say, yes, there, there, there was. I mean, I remember um, I went through a tough breakup. And for me, the way that I helped myself to come through that was I was writing about my experience. So I was writing about everything I was learning. I was really using like my blog at the time, which was essentially just a blog that I think about three people were probably reading. <laughs> but it was just a really therapeutic way for me to express what I was feeling to have somewhere to record what I was learning and and document that essentially it really was for my for, for me more than anything else but the more I did that the more that people seemed to find it and they it really created a sense of people feeling less alone and so more and more people would reach out to me and say that they found, you know, my writing really helpful. And then I started writing for other websites with bigger audiences than my little blog. And it really took on a life of its own. And I was already very much into the the coaching world. I, you know, I'd gone through things like an eating disorder and, you know, a few, a few things that I had coaching and I started getting into personal development and it really, really helped me. So I really wanted to be able to give that to other people, learn the craft and and all of that. And so when I went through this breakup, which was another kind of catalyst, I suppose, of pushing me more and more in this direction, and people would reach out to me and they would ask me if I could coach them through their breakup. And so I tried it with a few people at first. I didn't set any expectations for myself, but they found it really, really helpful. Um, and from there, it was, you know, I found it really fulfilling. I really enjoyed the process of just helping people come through this and through the other side and seeing them feeling so happy and confident in themselves again. And it, I then started doing collaborations with people and it, it just really took on a life of its own. So, but it did come from a personal experience. It did come from, I suppose, fulfilling a need that I didn't have at that time when, you know, you're kind of searching on Google, sure. how do I get over someone, you know, <laughs> I get over the breakup and you get given like this 10 step guide that I don't, it's a bit cookie cutter. So, um, yeah. And obviously, you know, my, my work, it has evolved since then. And I don't focus so much on breakups now because I've been doing that for quite a few years. But I find the more that I go through personally and the more that I share, um, that always seems to have an impact on my work as well. So I hope that answers your question. Absolutely, yes, yes, it did. <laughs> um, sounds like quite the ex- exciting journey too, uh, yeah. I must say. And so, you know, Laura, on that path to discovery, inevitably, we all run into challenges and failures along the way. And, uh, you know, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Or do you have a favorite failure of your own? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, when I first started, um, actually, no, it was more when I when I first started this this business, I suppose, although I didn't really ever think of it as a business to start with, and I got more absorbed into what other people were doing, 
which we do, you know, we put it down to research or we just get curious about how other people are doing things. And I just found myself then getting so influenced by other people and what they were doing and looking at what was working for them and thinking that then I had to do the same thing. Whereas when I started, I wasn't doing that at all because it was just so organic and so natural and I, I didn't have that real purpose, I suppose, behind it. And whilst it's, it's very sensible to have direction, I think when we're constantly looking at what other people are doing, and let's face it, you know, now more than ever, like everyone seems to have an online business, um, we can get very waylaid and we can get very um, off track in terms of what feels exactly right to us. And when we're trying to model ourselves on someone else or something else that someone is doing, we veer off path in terms of what we should be doing ourselves. And I think that was, that has definitely been the, the thing that I did that really, um, really halted my progress. Sure. And so for people listening who might be experiencing something similar, you know, what's one thing they can do to really help them stop comparing themselves to others? To essentially stop looking at what other people are doing all the time. <laughs> That's the only way that I found I found it to be helpful. And, you know, I have my the people who I look up to and who I get really inspired by, but just keep just to keep reminding myself, okay, what is it that I want to do? And to not be afraid of changing as long as it makes authentic sense to me. And that and, and it feels really exciting to me. It doesn't feel exciting just because it's worked for somebody else or it seems to be the trend. You know, there are various trends that, that seem to go on in the online world. And I think just just taking a step back from all of that is um, can be a really great thing to do. And just and, and kind of, you know, not getting too obsessed with social media and and all of that, because we can really get sucked in and actually it becomes very counterproductive. Absolutely. That's such an empowering message. And so, you know, Laura, we're approaching home plate. Are you ready for what I like to call the moment of mastery where you can share tips, resources, and insights directly to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. What is one daily habit that contributes to your personal success? Uh, I really like to meditate, and I'm sure you hear this quite often. Actually, <laughs> um, I know it's it's probably one of the top ones, but I mean it's it, it's probably for a good reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really find that just by nature, I can be quite an anxious person, which is also why I can really understand where the people I work with are coming from. And so, a, a great way to manage my um, my stress and anxiety is to get into the habit of meditation every day. And even if I just do 10 minutes of deep breathing, I find it really calms my nervous system. I get a lot more clarity. It will it it makes my day a lot more productive, and it just makes me feel a lot more at ease in general. Yeah, and you know, and I do hear it quite often, but like you said, for good reason. Um, and I do it myself. Just before this uh, interview, I did a 10-minute session. And so, you know, how do you do it? You said 10 minutes of deep breathing? 10 minutes of deep breathing. Sometimes I use a um, guided meditation just on YouTube. Sometimes I just do breathing and set a timer. Um, I've been using quite a cool device, which is by a company called HeartMath which helps you get into what they call like heart brain coherence so you can actually like measure the effects of the meditation and what that is doing to your brain state what that's doing to your heart rate and I'm a bit of a geek like that I like to look at all of these different elements and to actually 
to when you can actually visually see the effects that meditation is having on you, it kind of just keeps reaffirming that it's a good thing to do. And that's called heart map? Heart, heart math. Math. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? There are, I mean, there are a couple of things I do. I usually, what I do find helpful is to get out of my environment. So I will take a walk. I will go and meet a friend. I will have a conversation with someone. Um, I will just, just take myself out of that situation because what I find is that I come back with a lot more clarity. Um, so that is one thing I definitely do. And I also turn to kind of writing things out a lot. So journaling or just free free writing um and thinking about okay what is the situation i'm in how do i how do i want to kind of get through this what do i want to happen how do i want to feel how i want to feel is a big one for me and i do find that journaling can help me get that clarity and then i can come back with a completely new perspective and often a completely new way of doing things so those are two things that i find very helpful fantastic and so what is one simple action our listeners can take right now, wherever they are, to jumpstart their own success? Oh, my gosh. Um, it's to just start. Just start. If you know what it is, whatever success means to you, just do one thing that is going to get you a, a little bit further towards it. You know, just do one thing. I think we, we, we can get into this trap of seeing the end goal and thinking, oh, my God, that feels so overwhelming. But it's just those small actions. And that could be something that is good for your your physical health. So it could be just making sure that you're, like, fueling yourself in the right way. Or it could be going and doing a meditation. Just do one thing that is going to set you up to create that success for yourself and then just keep doing and keep doing and keep doing and keep doing and keep adding onto those things, but just make a start. (laughs) I love that because it's true. You know, if you look at everything you have to do, you can easily get overwhelmed and discouraged, but you you break that down to micro goals and it makes things so much easier. Definitely. Um, Yeah. And so what is the book or books you've given most as a gift and why, or do you have one to three books that have greatly impacted your life? So, yeah, I read one recently, and a lot of your listeners will have probably heard of this, um, called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And I know that from the title, if anyone hasn't read it or heard of it, it can sound a little bit out there and a bit woo-woo, but it's, it's brilliant, and it really is about how to harness your creativity um, and, and really how to gain fulfillment in life, in business, in in everything really from just you know owning your creativity and not being afraid to experiment and not being afraid to try things so i've i've gifted that book so many times i've recommended it countless times as well so that's definitely one um the big leap that's another one that i recommend and um, what other one um the four agreements that is also a great one that I recommend to people. Awesome. Um, but Big Magic is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put a link to that in the show notes page of today's episode because uh, I'm interested in checking it out. I'm sure some of our listeners are as well if they haven't yet. Yeah. Um, and what advice would you give to a smart, driven college student about to enter the real world? Oh wow, gosh. Um, okay. I would, the piece of advice that I would give to them is just to 
to know that it's okay to change, you know, and it, it's okay. I think especially when you come out of college and you've studied for something, and I think a lot of people just feel this overwhelming urge to have to stick to that path and just to know that it, it's okay to go on twists and turns and just to try stuff, just to experiment, just to always go with, you know, where you're most inspired, what you're most excited about, and then, you know, think how can you marry that with what your real, you know, your core skills are and what you're really, really good at. And don't worry so much about the stuff you're not good at. Focus on, on your strengths. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And with that, because we can waste so much time forgetting about all of those things that we're so great at and focusing on, on the things that we don't feel we are. And actually, you know, our zone of genius is, is within the things that we're really, really great at. So focus more on those and put less emphasis on the things that you're not good at. <laughs> awesome. And finally, Laura, like, where's the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you and what you do? Sure. So people can find me on my website, which is lauriates.org. Um, and that's where, you know, they can find my um, my blogs and my podcast. My podcast is also on iTunes and Stitcher under the Bounce Back podcast. Um, and I'm on Instagram and my handle is at Laura M. Yates. So people can find me at all of those places. Fantastic. Match in the making. Go check out Laura and her work and go check out simpleselfmastery.com. Type in Laura's name in the search and it will show you over to the show notes page of today's podcast for links, resources, timestamps, and an overview of what Laura and I discussed today. Laura, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You mastered the mic and shared a ton of value. Thank you and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.